music. I'm going to lay the music underneath that, <laughs> and there's our theme song. That was my creepy alien noise. made our introduction. (laughs) Just put, like, the sound of a train behind it. And, like, some banjo. (laughs) That's not what a train sounds like. (laughs) Chugga, chugga. (gasps) Choo-choo. So, eventually, we're going to have to do a YouTube portion of this where we video ourselves recording in this tiny little closet um npr tiny desk concert we're doing tiny closet podcast i like it yeah all right guys so this is our new podcast yes brand new everybody liked our episode on strange state yes so much great podcast liz higgins as your host yeah if you're a little bit more into the true crime thing uh that's that's your podcast for you if you're into weird shit and inappropriate shit then this is your podcast a hundred thousand percent welcome home you are here you have found where you belong (laughs) your family are your keepers do we need to buy the rights to that no (laughs) i don't know what that is that was just in my head so i'm your host liz higgins and i'm your other host Silas Hacksaw. That's me. I'm cool and have a tough name. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish. (laughs) I wish we had video of that because that was good. That was good stuff. Why is there an axe sitting in the corner of our production studio slash tiny closet? Where do you keep your axes? Want everyone to know that Liz is currently holding in her left hand. A small axe that looks like it has definitely had some blood on it. That's rust, obviously. Uh, (laughs) Have y'all watched Netflix crime documentaries? Because that sounds like something somebody would say. I saw what you had on pause when I walked in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anna and I finished it last night. I actually got her to watch it. So I started with the Nightmare Next Door... Uh, Chris Watts and Shanann Watts story. Okay, A, that is the creepiest man I've ever seen in my life. But he genuinely dead. Yeah, but like in their home videos and Facebook lives, he looks like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, sociopath. True that. Like he knew when to turn it on. I watched all the body cam footage. The creepiest thing I've ever seen. He's like. My missing wife. Oh, yeah, by the way, she's, like, 15 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Meanwhile, her friend, her's in the corner, bawling her eyes out. Her neighbor. And is like, I haven't heard from her in, like, five hours. And is, like, panicking. And he's like, shit, she left her wedding ring. So, in preparation for that, I texted Shane to let him know today... That if he ever murdered me, I would haunt him for the rest of his days. Do you know what he said to me? I feel like he already knew that. Do you know what he said? What? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, he came to the house last night, and we were finishing up. I had seven minutes of 
episode three of the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez thing on, and he was like, why do you and Liz like this shit? I don't want nothing to do with this. And so I turned it down really low and had the subtitles on and finished it because he was real uncomfortable. <laughs> Fucking Richard Ramirez. I'm watching that. Yeah. He is incredible. In a terrible way. He, like, falls in the background. Everyone's like, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer killed all these people and ate them. And they're like, John Wayne Casey was a creepy clown. And then they have, like, Jim Jones. And then you're like, Ricky Ramirez. And they're like, is that the guy on that American Horror Story show? Yeah, and he's better than all of them. He had a pentagram on his hand. And was straight up like, Hell, Satan. Satanic panic? That guy. Yeah. But everyone's like, Jeffrey Dahmer. Fuck Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, he was gay and ate people. Cool. <laughs> like, Tell me something new, buddy. Yeah, a creepy clown that buries kids in his basement? That's original. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> creepy man... California, hundreds of days of slaughtering people for no reason. Just like, that house is cute. I like their awning. That's my guy. Yeah. Fuck it. Pleasant. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> back on the topic of our new show <laughs> that we're recording right now. Deep Fried Unknown, Higgins and Hacksaw. Woo, 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 woo. Granted, if you're listening to it, you probably already knew what it was called. Tiny Closet Productions presents Deep Fried Unknown, because we're two kids that grew up in the South and like really weird shit and good fried food. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you covered all the bases right there. Bases covered. We're going to tell you two stories, one per person, obviously. And it is going to deal with a theme of the week. And they're not stories. Like, we research them. Okay. They're, like, factual-based situations. You, okay, sorry. <laughs> We're going to read our research papers. Uh, yeah, mine is perfectly formatted. It It is. There's a heading and everything. It's very weird. Uh, meanwhile, mine is There not. might be some folk tales in there, though. Exactly. I mean... About weird things. Just anything unknown. weird and uncomfortable and unknown and freakish and society hates it, we love it and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, including ourselves. Silas, do you want to go first? Freak Show, episode one, Deep Fried Unknown. This is where it begins and you can join us for the ride. Or hop off, but it's a moving train, so I wouldn't suggest that. Just stick with it. All right. Train wreck. It's still on a train, and it's still going somewhere. Are you going somewhere with this sentence? Yes. Okay. I'm listening. Though they have fallen to the wayside, America, and the world in general, has always had an obsession with sideshows. The weird, the unknown, the freaks, the rejects, all on display to see for a small price. They have been seen as entertainment and fascinating. There is even some romanticism to the era of these circus editions. 
These are some of the reasons we have decided to focus on some famous freak show folks on this week's episode of Deep Fried Unknown. I also would like to go ahead and say that we do not condone treating people shitty for being different or condone the way performers and or animals have been treated in the history of the circus world. Because there's a reason circuses aren't as active as they used to be. They weren't very good people. Yeah, poor animals. And people. Well, yes, obviously Which the that's people. also kind of on society because, like, if you're a little person or if you're born weird, the only way for you to truly be successful was to exploit yourself. Yes. Which is lame. Also, most animals don't have the voices to be like, hey, not cool. I chose for my freak show individual, Frank Lentini. Hmm. Um, I don't know if a lot of these people, I'm a huge Golden Girls fan, so you'll appreciate how I started this if you are, and if you aren't, you better appreciate it anyway, because we're cool. So, picture it, Sicily. Oh my god. May 18th, 1889. Giovanna Falco has gone into labor with her fifth of 12 children. Yikes. Her husband, Natal, is away farming. Their son, Francesco Lentini, makes his way into the world in the early evening following a very difficult birth. When he makes his first appearance, the midwife discovers that he is a few things extra special. (laughs) She begins screaming horrifically. She covers him in a blanket, throws him in a basket, shoves him under the bed, and runs out of the room. Which is not something I feel like you want your midwife to do. No, that's a little sketch. Why? Because Frank, even though he's perfectly healthy and a beautiful little baby, happened to have three legs, four feet, 16 fingers, and last but not least, two working sets of genitals. Genital. Two working sets of genitals. What year was he born? Uh, 1889. So they literally probably thought this poor boy, like, came straight from the devil himself. Oh. Midwife was like, witchcraft, gotta go. They're How gonna wild hang me, is gotta that, go. though? Not even, like, the 16 fingers and stuff, but, like, you're a midwife, you deliver babies all the time, and here comes something that, like, has a bunch of extra stuff, and then there's just, like... You know, you pick up the baby when it's born, and you're like, it's a boy, or it's a girl, and you're like, it's a boy, oh, it's a boy times two? That's like the identifier. I would imagine, I don't want to sound offensive, I would imagine he almost looked like a spider. You know? I had not thought of it like that, but yeah. (laughs) I just think of baby hands with like eight fingers on each of them. Oh. That's poor baby. But he was cute. Like, they said he was cute. He's a baby. He's cute. Did you just say that? Yes, you know I like kids. I just don't want kids. That's different. I think all babies are cute, even when they ugly. Anyway, Frank's extra parts, his extra leg protruded from his right hip with its own foot. 
One of his knees on his regular leg had its own situation growing that they considered like a foot. Um, and his genitals lay perfectly next to each other where one set would normally be. So it was just like there. When Frank's father returned from farming, he saw his son and he said that he was the will of the almighty. And oh. I'm like, I'm like curious about that. Cause like, was he saying it bad or good? Because like they refused and rejected him initially and like literally just dropped him off at his uncle's house. But that seemed to be more on his mom. I mean, the will of the almighty back then, everyone was super religious. Like, was he like, this is the will of God, this is my son, or was he like, oh, we curse, fuck. Especially since they already had how many children? Uh, Four, and they would have, I think, yes, they had four, and then Frank, and then seven more. So, like, clearly the issue with Frank did not scare them off. No. They said it was the will of God. Well, I mean, he was a farmer, so, like, they probably were just trying to, like, make workers. I mean, fair. But, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think 1800s era person pops out another person. Oh, he person. didn't pop out. Can you imagine birthing that? Oh, hopefully he was backwards. Like, he came head first. No, that's normal. Okay, well, hopefully he came head first, not purse first. Any, either way, it doesn't matter how it is. But I'm just saying that, like, women, like, even midwives were known to, if a baby was born with a defect or if a baby died, midwives were usually considered witches and, like, burned and shit. And so I'm just interested in his thinking of like, oh, there was this child that had all these extra limbs and two sets of genitals that we've never seen anything like that before in our entire lives. But let's continue to procreate and put seven more children in the world. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. Well, no, because like, flash forward to the 90s, I came out without a thyroid Within a month or two, my dad went and got a vasectomy because he quote-unquote said, this kid doesn't have a thyroid. I don't want a baby that comes out with an arm hanging out of its forehead. Probably really lucky that you didn't come out with that. Yeah, but like, if that happened in 1994, yeah. this guy, was he progressive? Like, <laughs> Apparently, he was ahead of Or was of he like, time. I'm sick of farming by myself. He got three legs. Yeah, he he could pull the the thingy. <laughs> the like card. I think I meant like, the thing that tills the land, <laughs> a tiller. They normally have horses do it. I think that's what I meant. <laughs> that's okay. Not like a cart and buggy. Well, that's just ironic, cause like, like I said, they rejected him, and thankfully it was temporary. Um, cause the village they lived in, we're talking about Sicily here. So like. Picture it. Picture it. Sicily, 1889. Everyone was suspicious. They like con literally considered him a punishment from God. He was labeled as abominable and referred to as the little monster. Oh. But little did they know he eventually would be very famous and they would be celebrating him decades down the road. And all these bitches are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, 
Little monster was a term of endearment. Well, we loved you. So, the cart, the till, whatever. The theory was that his mother had visited a cart maker and was like disgusted by his craftsman table, which rested on three legs. Hence, having a three-legged kid was like instant karma. Or a curse from said table maker. Oh, yeah. He was like, OG witch, LOL, joke's on you, fuck your kid. Three legs. Yikes. I didn't even think about that. It was a blessing? It's because of Frank who was as a person. Like, you, you'll yeah. see that. When he was about four months old, they took him to see a specialist in Naples. Turns out he was not a curse. There was nothing going on. He was a parasitic twin. Ooh. So dun, he initially dun, dun. had a twin and essentially ate it in a physical sense. So when he was born, he had parts of it attached to him. As your wife would say, bitches gotta eat. Bitches did eat. Did eat. His whole ass twin. No. There were an extra leg and two sets of genitals. And extra fingers. Yeah. Well, he adapted, though. Yeah. I mean... Adapt and overcome. By the time he was, like, five, he could almost straighten his third leg. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just picturing it. But he was sad because he couldn't use... Like, he couldn't use it to walk. Like, he could almost straighten it, but he couldn't... He would try to walk with it, and it wouldn't work. Okay, so I'm not picturing him trying to walk on this leg, because that makes me sound like an ableist asshole. That's not what I mean. Whenever people, like, refer to, like, third leg, that's all I could picture whenever you were talking about that. So he really had five legs. Yeah. So you were saying that, and I was like, this really dirty picture in my head. Yikes. Oh, wow. And I thought I was the most perverted of the entire crew. I just don't say things out loud. Now I want to know what's in your head all the time. (laughs) No. (laughs) You probably don't. (laughs) So, Frank's biggest issue when asked later in life uh, was surprisingly having clothes. Oh. So, his mom was able to sew him pants, but he did have to go to a shoemaker for his kicks. I mean, I guess most people went to a shoemaker, A. Yeah, but, like, he didn't need to put a shoe on his third leg and hold foot. I have other questions. His mom, like, came back around and was like, cool? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they rejected him initially. Initially. Initially? <laughs> Michelin man. Um, initially, but then I think it was his dad, Will of Almighty guy, that was like, nah, this my baby. He's who, like, takes Frank and is like, we're going to make the best of this. Aw. Yeah. Good guy, dad. So. There aren't many of those. His anymore. mom was a bitch, but his daddy was nice. If any of their descendants are listening to this are bad not are bad his mom shouldn't have been mean yeah accept him for who he is yeah all six of his legs 
It was three legs and an extra wee. Five. Five legs. Five legs. Okay. So, Frank was eventually discovered and began to do a public appearances in major European cities. He had much success in London, which I feel like London, London's still like center of it all, but I feel like London in the late 1800s, having three legs, being on the street, that is how you pop off. Give him a euro. I'm just laughing. He's got three legs. Poor baby. I'm just laughing that he's had, he had much success. Yes. Many success. Much of it. All success. Much success. Grammatically, that doesn't make sense. Much success, Frank. Frank, you had much success there. Great job. Yeet, Frank. In the late 1890s, Frank's father was like, I'm taking my kid to America. Yeah. Like, forget all the other kids and farming. This kid's special. Because Frank, like, was happy and positive and made jokes and was like, yeah, I got a third leg and some stuff, but I'm cool. Aw. Yeah. Good for Frank. So... They went to America, and within a few years, a showman in Boston took Frank under his wing and became, he became, one of the top acts in the world-famous Ringling Brothers Circus. Da-da-da! Cool, but not cool. Yeah. Historically cool. Knowing what we know today. not cool. Terrible. Frank would use his third leg... To kick balls into the crowd, essentially yeeting. He would yeet them balls. Yeet them balls. (laughs) Skate and jump rope. Which, how in the fuck do you skate with your third leg? I mean, it wasn't as long as the other ones. I'm sure it couldn't hold the weight of his whole body. Is it magic? I have a theory. All right. If you're open to it. Theories with Liz. (laughs) Side note. What if the ice skate was fashioned, obviously, specially for him, and had, like, a longer blade on it? So then he's just skating with his two legs, but then his third leg is just, like, skating, like, chilling behind. Y'all will see, we'll post pictures of the people we talk about. So his leg, like, grew, but it stopped. Okay. So it didn't grow to the full length of his other legs. I don't know. Like that would have to be a really long ice blade. I, I'm talking like a couple feet. Oh. Yeah, because it was like So then he did not ice skate with that third leg. And I don't know that it was, no one said anything about ice skating. They just said Wait. skating. <laughs> I thought you said ice skating. <laughs> no, it's just, just skating. <laughs> That's why I'm like... Wait, what? I don't know if he was on a skateboard or just in skating. I definitely <laughs> imagine that you said ice skating. I mean, and I was picturing just on his third leg, like twirling in like a pretty flowy costume. Like that and I was guy. here for it. What's that guy's name? He's like a U.S. Olympic host. You cannot say it like that. Why? cannot give a gay man a lisp on a public podcast. I didn't have a lisp. Yes, you just did. Oh, R.I.P. Johnny, whatever your name His is. His name is Johnny fucking Weir. Sorry, Johnny Weir. You said he's a U.S. Olympic host. That's exactly how you did it. 
Yeah. Fucking apologize to Johnny Weir. I'm sorry, Johnny Weir. You have great fashion. And you're beautiful. And you're talented. I mean, he cute. He definitely talented. I just saw him on that New Year's Eve show we watched. I'm ashamed to know you. Okay. Anyway, he was not ice skating. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. That's I don't know just... where I got that from. I, I don't. I don't know. But he was termed the three-legged Sicilian, the greatest medical wonder of all time, or sometimes just the great Lentini. Hmm. Yeah, he was great. Frank was great. Good for Frank. Yeah. As he grew older, Frank was not only known for his athleticism, he was said to be funny and charming, as well as being handsome and a known ladies' man. But, I mean... When you're working with all that extra, I feel like you're destined to be a ladies' man. And Frank had no shame at all. He often gave interviews and would use his third leg as his built-in stool. That's what he called it. He said he didn't need a chair or anything because he had his own built-in stool. I've got to see pictures of this guy. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, in one interview, he was asked about the difficulties of finding shoes since they only come in pairs he responded i just buy two pair and give the extra to a one-legged friend yeah oh my god he was proud of his deformation it set him apart from others and got him great fortune and fame don't you love him my heart he's precious he is precious he actually speaking of the women used his charisma to land an actress uniqueness nerve and talent Sorry, I couldn't help it. It's a knee-jerk reaction when I hear that word. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ice skating on his third leg. You need charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent for that. Yes. And if you don't know where that's from, I don't want to know you. Lentini used his charisma to land an actress. Oh. Teresa Murray. And they were married in 1907. Oh. So he was 18, but he'd been in America for almost 10 years. He moved to America when he was like 10 or 11 or something. Okay. His dad swooped him up and was like, let's go. Oh, thanks, Daddy Lentini. Yeah. So he married her. They had four kids. They were married for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they got divorced in 1935 because Frank refused to retire and stop traveling and performing. He wouldn't do it. He had money, but he was like, I love the people. Of course, Frank charmed another woman, Helen Shoup, very shortly after he was separated, and he spent the rest of his life with her. And the rest of his life was... Until 1966, at the age of 77, oh. he died of lung failure. He, like, lived a pretty long time. That's the thing, is, like... He was perfectly healthy. Literally. He just ate his twin. Literally. His internal organs were healthy, his mind was great, he was intelligent and funny, and literally just had some extra stuff going on. Didn't hinder him... Didn't do anything. That's the double-edged sword of the freak show. That is not my guy at all. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. He exploited himself and had, like, fame and fortune, but at the same time, it's, like, shitty. He couldn't have made that much money doing anything else but being weird. Yeah. Um, I guess at a certain level... I mean, he yeah, did not stop touring and performing. Like, he was performing and touring when he died. Oh, wow. At 77. And he was viewed as a curse when he was born, and he died famous and loved by thousands of people. Um, he's, like, literally a true example of, like, controlling your da- destiny and... Manif- controlling your damn destiny. Yeah, control your damn destiny and fucking manifest whatever and then be that. Yeet. Yeehaw, yeet. But... I'm cutting out yeehaw. <laughs> race hell, race no yeet, number three. <laughs> but he used his parasitic twin as an asset and succeeded in living the American dream. That was the time of the American dream. He was like a weird, poor farmer's kid and like moved to America and fucking killed it. Yeah. Murder. But he was quoted as always saying, and you're just going to fall more in love with him. I fell in love with him. He said, I never complain. I think life is beautiful and I enjoy living it. Like, how cute is he? I think that's such an excellent example on how you can just take something shitty and, like, in a way, yes, he was exploiting himself. I get that. But he kind of stuck it to the man by, like, being like, yeah, I'm going to exploit myself, but I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have all this money. I'm going to have two ladies. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing. he, like... I have this list I created of Frank's fun facts. Frank Lentini. And one of them is that his hometown celebrated him in 2016 on the 50th anniversary of his death with a two-day memorial festival. We gotta go to the Frank Lentini Memorial Festival. I mean, what are we doing if we're not there? Yeah. Maybe... After COVID. After COVID. Yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. It'll be year 55 this year, so maybe they'll do something. Maybe year 60. Oh, sh- no. 2016 was 50. Maybe Oh, in like 2026. Mm. Oh, yeah. But he also was portrayed in The Greatest Showman. Oh. Um... And he also performed in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, which was really popular. And shout out to my wife, who will not listen to this. But he was featured on the back cover of an Alice in Chains album. Oh. Yeah. So Frank's like low-key, high-key famous. Like, even today. Yeah. Go, Frank. You did great, Frank. Killed it, Frank. All right, I'm done. All right. Back from the potty break with... Deep fried unknown. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? I, I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> okay. So, I kind of feel really bad now because my guy's kind of like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but everyone feels good right now. So, being so let's true, bring him down. Bring, being true to our, like, fucking... We're... PG-13 rated R a-holes who talk about weird shit. Nah, I hope you feel bad. (laughs) We don't actually hope you feel bad. We hope you feel loved and we support you, but 
we're masochists, so we like to feel terrible. <laughs> That's why I sit in tiny closets with you. Yeah. <laughs> Did right, you so hear that? She just punched me, America. And all other, uh, all other countries that are better than America because we suck. We're moving up. Oh, no. Yeah, we got Joe and Kamala. We moving up. Just We're moving kidding. up. We yeah. trying. We're at least attempting. Yeah, we got this. We're doing better than we were. We just work here. Yeah, we just live here, and we literally can't live anywhere else. Too expensive. I want to live in Canada, 100%. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Like, Canadians out there, if you really love us, you'll find a way to get us there. Me and Shane just finished watching Canada's Drag Race, and I'm obsessed uh, with Priyanka. She's a Canadian drag queen. Shout out to Priyanka. I hope you're listening. I literally will die if she even acknowledges me. Like, I'll just keel over Liz, die. We're starting something great. So, <clears throat> I'm going to bring down the vibe in the room for a second. The closet? This tiny closet. I'm bringing down the vibe in the closet. I'm going to bring down the vibe in the closet. My guy... My God. Is a little more up my alley for what I'm interested in. Oh, he murdered some people. So it's going to be real interesting. A good little tie-in. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, shook because I thought you were doing some, like, conjoined twins or some shit. So, you just took me for a loop. Yeah. It wasn't conjoined twins, but it was this really weird thing. I don't know. Anyways. Are you referring to them as a thing? No, 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 no. Their lives were a thing. Like, it was this weird spectacle. You sound like me trying to cover it up when I put my foot in my mouth. Oh, I'm going to put my foot in your mouth and it's like that. Mm, I'm not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I ain't in a bit. All right. I hope Quentin Tarantino's listening. <laughs> Maybe one day. We're going to bump it up a few years. But bump the mood down. But bump the mood, like... Mood down, years, years forward. Up. All yes. right, all right. Born in 1937 in Pittsburgh. He was born in circus royalty as part of the Lobster family. Oh, <gasps> Evan Peters. That's where I got the inspiration for this. Stop it. Because Why Evan Peters as the Lobster Boy... Just... Why wasn't Lentini in Chef's that? Chef's kiss. I don't know. Because he was a good-ass human. Yeah, he didn't deserve to be an American Horror Story. That's true. We didn't like, in a good his... way, didn't deserve. Exactly. Exactly. In a great way. We love you, Frank. We love you forever, Frank Lentini. All right. The Lobster family was a famous freak show family from as far back as the 1800s. So, maybe they crossed paths. Maybe they knew, like... The family wasn't bad. I mean, 1935 is when Frank split off from his wife to continue touring. So, yeah. So, they he had was to a come baby. What if he held the lobster baby and, like, stood on his third leg tool, tool, stool? It was like, I'm holding a baby with my stool. You are the almighty's whatever. This is about the Styles family. They're the lobster family. Harry Styles. No, unfortunately. Watermelon, I'm sugar. In love pie. with him. Okay. So the entire. No, entire's wrong. 
So most of the Styles family suffered from some form of ectrodactyly. <gasps> which I might be saying wrong. No, but it's like pterodactyl. Exactly. That's why Ooh, I love it. I like that. So I might be saying that wrong. If I am saying that wrong, please let me know. I'm not doing it to be an asshole. I am just phonetically saying this out. <laughs> so ectrodactyly. I'm going to mess that up. That sounds great. Is a rare skeletal anomaly that usually affects the hands. Usually the hands are missing the central fingers on each hand. Frank could have let them borrow his. Giving the illusion of claws because of the formation of only the thumbs and the pinkies. Wait, so were the three in between fused together? Or they didn't exist? It says that they're missing. So you literally doing that thing Shane does all the time. Yeah. That like surfer gnarly. Yeah. But, but hmm. yes. So in Grady Jr.'s case, his condition was much more severe as it affected both his hands and his feet. So if he had Frank lobster feet. was holding him, they would have been like two full ass humans. Because Frank yeah. had all them extra feet yeah. in it. Whoa, so wait a minute. So you got a pinky and a big toe and a thumb and a pinky? Yeah. Pinky toe, big toe. You gotta thumb. see the pictures for it to make sense. Y'all in have your head. to go on our social media. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. I'm gonna show you right now. We're gonna post all the pictures and all the good stuff. I'm gonna show. And you. I love that we did not show each other these before because it really like gets me there. Ew. <laughs> Why does he look like me? Am I related? He does to look him? like you. Are we related? But. See, oh, it's like straight up and like, oh my god. Oh, so oh, I have okay. so many questions. So here's a more recent like person. It doesn't yeah, but they always. They got like four. They have four fingers, but they're split. But they got more function. That dude straight up had like nothing. Nothing. So this prevented him from walking, but he didn't let that hold him back because he had an incredible amount of upper body strength and could drag himself across the floor easily and move his body from one area to the next using only his arms. Yeah. I just pictured beast. like a gorilla when they're running and they like I think that's kind of the concept. Like from what wild. I saw. Yeah. I'm just still stuck on the fact that he looks like me. We're going to have to post a picture of me next to him. Next to that, yeah. Sketch. Yeah, so I think that was kind of the concept. Wow. And I think that's really cool because it was like an adapt and overcome thing. He was like, yeah, because I mean, I can't just sit here. Even though it was later than Lentini, like. Still in the it's 30s. Still in the 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. Well, and he was born into this. So his whole. That's nice. Like, his family before him. They had it, too. Had it, too. Like, it's a genetic anomaly, but it occurs often. Whereas Frank was just, like, a parasitic twin, so he literally... Like, and especially in the 1800s... Was supposed to be just ate his brother or sister. Right. Or, and, like, like, nobody knew what that was at the time, either. Right. So. Wow. 
Yeah, super crazy. He was thrown into the family business at a very young age, at seven years old, using the stage name Lobster Boy. The circus life was good to the Lobster family, earning somewhere between $50,000 to $80,000 a season. In the 30s and 40s? In the 30s and 40s. So at seven was what, 1944? Yeah, I guess so. You got World War II going on. Like he was straight up rolling in it. Still bringing in that money? Yeah. The craziest part is that the family did that all without having to actually perform because they didn't have like a talent. They just could stand there. They literally would just sit there and people would walk by and stare at them. That freak show esque. Yeah, and call it a day. So, as he got older, he continued in the carnival circuit. He continued the family's tradition when he fell in love with another carnival worker, Maria. It was also sometimes referred to as Mary, but Maria was the most often, so I'm going to say Maria. Maria Teresa, who just worked for the circus since she was a teen. She, like, ran away to the circus. Wasn't Frank's wife's name Teresa? Weird. Mary, I think Teresa was her last name. Maria but Teresa. Still. still weird. They fell in love very quickly and married, having four kids of their own. So they had four kids, too. Yeah, wow. Was that, like, the number? Two out of the four children were born with ectrodactyly, but two of them were not. Wait, what did she do? Maria? Yeah. She just, like, worked for the carnival, like... The two children that were born with ectrodactyly were also used in the family business. So they just, like, started two. I'm actually going to show you. that's, like, crappy, but not. That's him. And those are his two kids. Oh, my God. Why is that little kid so cute? Oh, yeah. The little kid is real cute. I don't know what I did here. Oh, here we go. Anyways. I would be looking at his family because they looked weird. But I'd be, like, looking at him because I was like, that's a cute-ass baby. Yeah, he's pretty cute. All right. So, the freak show life did take its toll on Grady because you got to think about it. He had been doing this since he was seven years old and literally just been, like, gawked and pointed and laughed at. Yeah, but Lentini did that. Yes, but... Frank just didn't have the right Frank attitude. Frank just sounds like a very strong individual. And Frank had to support of his dad who thought he was just True. the best thing on the planet. True. Grady didn't necessarily have that. And so Grady was not no offense to any of Grady's family members. Frank was handsome and charming. Yeah. Grady Grady's didn't just... really get any of that. So the freak show life did take its toll on Grady who developed a drinking problem and along with the alcohol came a rage problem that he became infamous for. We had conversations about that a second ago. Rageaholics. Rageaholics also a thing. Yes. Most definitely. You know those Kyle memes? Guy that drinks a monster and punches holes in the walls. He's a rageaholic. Uh obviously. So if you add out And a monster holic rage <laughs> you put your head through the wall. His children have since done interviews about his fits of rage, where he would use his incredible strength against his wife and children. One story that stuck out to me specifically was when Grady and his wife, Maria, got into an argument. You're not ready. And he attempted to rip out 
her IUD with his claws. Okay. So, were they in the middle of having sex when they had an argument? No idea. Because, like, no I'm context. sorry, whether he's, like, a gorilla and using his arms as fast as he can and is strong. That seems really offensive, but no, fair. But I know like, what you mean. Could Maria not run from him? In pictures, he's in a wheelchair. Was he, like, hella fast at wheeling? And how did he get her in the position to do that with her IUD? I don't know. Like, what is happening I have no in idea. In so many realms. Because I feel like she should have been able to just straight up run. And that's why the, actually seeing the photo of him and seeing, like, how... Because if you sit here and you think about just the pinky and the thumb, that's pretty short, too. But, like, imagine how... Like, is he... A, they're long. And, yeah, he tried to literally rip out her IUD. Also, also impressed about IUDs and the, like, whatever... What did they 40s. look like? They were probably, like, freaking grenades. Probably. Probably became real easy to rip out. Oh, God. But it was... It's apparently a story that she's attested to and their children. Yeah. Children saw it? I don't know. <laughs> Weird. I'm sorry, that's not... That was an uncomfortable laugh. That yeah. was not... Uh, <laughs> he laugh. also tried to use his claws... To choke her and their children in arguments. Like, isn't that awful? Just freaking awful. Just like, like an awful he human. He had a lot of mental power over them. Just like. Because like physically, yes. I just don't see how just physically all of that would have been like. Doable. Which rageaholics are scary. Right. So they probably were just like taken aback. What? I'm yeah. sorry. IUD choking claws. Mm. Apparently, at one point, he tried to beat his favorite daughter, Kathy, who was not born with the uh, etrodactyly. It's not right in front of me. She had five fingers on one hand and five fingers on the other. She did. She was pregnant at the time, and he beat her so bad that she went into early labor. And that was his favorite daughter. How old was she? I don't know. And I don't know. Yep. I don't like this man. He's not, he is not a Franklin Teeny at all. No. Wow. Gross. Maybe I should have like followed up with Frank. <laughs> we mean, need a damn. palate cleanser. Yikes. The abuse had gotten so bad that Maria had decided she had had enough and she was going to leave him. Oh, so the IUD wasn't enough. The choking wasn't enough. Early, Early labor. labor on your child was enough. I would hope that that was enough. She ended up leaving him and falling for another man in the freak show circuit named Harry Glenn Newman, who was also known as the Midget Man. That was before political correctness was It a definitely thing. was. It definitely was. Sorry, any little people. <sighs> yeah. Weird. I'm just reading historical yeah, documents no, yeah, here. Definitely, but like, she left him. Yeah. For little person man. Yeah. They were together, and they actually had a son. Harry <laughs> Jr. was actually born without any deformities or anything of that nature. So okay. he was completely... So, like, his two half-siblings. Yes. Kathy a... and, okay. I think, a brother. So she had five children. Yes. And just two of them were lobster... Children. Children. Yes. That is correct. So to fit in wow. with his family, he trained to 
be one of those people that drives like long and dangerous objects up his nose with hammers. You know, he just trained to be one of those people. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, a whole different side of yeah, the circus. Yeah, but if you, I guess that's ambition. There's not a lot of people that do that. I make think. Money off of it. I think it's this really sweet, like. Yeah, but he could have done commentary. That. On wanting to fit in. Everybody yeah. around him yeah, was in the freak show he circuit. Yeah, but done, like, juggling on a unicycle or, like, no. tightrope. That's for lame bitches. That is for lame bitches. Yeah. Long, I'm just gonna dangerous objects up the nose. I'm just going to take this nail and... Drive I don't want to hear nobody complain about COVID tests. Right? This man this survived. Dude... Meanwhile, Grady's daughter, Donna, who was also born with ectrodac... Tilly <laughs> Phil <laughs> I just feel awful because I feel like I, there's no way I can be now there's no way you can be a noun a person place or thing <laughs> there's no way I can be pronouncing that correctly it's probably Dactyla it is E-C-T-R-O D-C-T-Y-L-Y. Oh, it's not L-I, it's L-Y. Right. I don't know. T-Y-L-Y. Ty-Ly. <laughs> Ectro. Oh, God. Ectro-Ty-Ly. Ty-Ly. Yeah. So if I He got that thing. Wrong. He got that thing they got. Yeah. They got that thing. That thing. Ooh, that thing. That thing. Anyways, <laughs> Donna, who is a full-grown adult, fell in love with a man named Jack Lane and began to push for marriage to get out from under her father's thumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wh- <laughs> um, so... When I wrote I, that, I see a problem there. I didn't think about that, uh, and then I read that, and was like, "He's got one giant." Thumb. Is it a thumb though? Because like from the pictures, it just—I don't even think they have nails. Does it have nails on it? You couldn't. You couldn't cut those. Like. Like. We really need to do a YouTube series where yeah. people can see. Because we both talk with our hands. The hand motions. All right. Oh, God. She's trying to get away from Dad because Dad's crazy. And his appendages. Ew. What? It's like they're not fingers. They're appendages. Yeah, but they're, they're... he made it sound molesty. No, 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 no. He's a rageaholic, not a rapist or whatever molester okay so okay anyways not appendage uh his very special phalanges i don't know which is worse i i mean i don't know god yeah all right grady didn't approve of the match because we know he's a control freak clearly and his wheelchair with no feeder also i'm pretty sure jack lane is like I'm doing this in air quotes, normal. And so I think he's not, like, in the carnival circuit. 
And so Grady, like, doesn't think he's good enough for his daughter. You know what I mean? I mean... None of those normies. Mm, yeah. I Grady doesn't know what the hell's going on. Grady doesn't way, know what the hell's going on. He's just drunk. I feel like if I had a daughter who fell in love with someone who was considered normal, I might be like, good for you. Yeah. That's cool. Because, like... Been to society. Being a normal, I don't know if I'm a normal person, but Mm. being considered normal, if I had a kid that like got with somebody that was weird, I'd be like, cool, something different. (laughs) So, anyways, (laughs) sorry. He refused to let this grown woman get married. In drunken fits, he would threaten to kill Jack if Donna didn't leave him. And the next part gets a little bit sketchy on the details because there just was not a lot of information around it. So. I still don't understand how someone who can't walk and doesn't have, like, fully usable hands has that much control. And, like, if somebody like that was like, I'm going to kill you, I'd be like... (laughs) Okay, come get me. Like, what is it? Like, I don't know. He had to have had some kind of mental game on them. And think about it. Yeah, she's it's been be raised by him. Yeah. So it's not like, like she always knew his level of like anger and rage. And if you grow up and she's small, he can exert that power over her probably very easily. Even if you get older, you're still gonna feel like ah. Whenever that person threatens you. Yeah. But we're going to see in a second. I don't know. We're going to see how he does. Okay? Okay. So, next part gets a little sketchy. But here we go. So, it seems like Grady gave the impression to Jack and Donna that he was interested in, like, having a, a session and, like, talking out his issues with it. And in the end was going to, like, give them his blessing for the marriage. So, Jack, being the, like, savior he is, was like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to talk to your dad. I'm going to convince him we're great. And we're going to go get married and live happily ever after. Like a normal functioning adult. Like a normal. having a thought process. Adult. Yeah. (sighs) Well. Poor guy. Jack allegedly went over to Grady's under this assumption, but immediately was met with a shotgun wielded by Grady, and when he turned to try to leave and run away, Grady shot him in the back and killed him instantly. Yeah. When... How? How did he fit that fat finger thing... What? Yeah, I don't know. It gets better. You're not even... We're not even done. Look, I got like... I've been underestimating Lobster Man. Yes. So when Donna found out that Jack was murdered, Grady reportedly looked her in the eyes and said, I told you I would kill him. Craziness. Like, what? I am so shooketh. Yeah. So, get more shooketh. Grady Stiles Jr. was arrested, pleading not guilty, and went to trial. 
He claimed self-defense, even though he shot that man in the back. And he put on a show in the courtroom exploiting his disability and the hardships in his life. And he was found guilty, but of third-degree murder and sentenced to 15 years of probation. No jail time at all. Walked free. You know what? Honestly, I'd rather go to jail than be on probation. Because, like, I, like he could have probably gone to prison for, like, five years or yes. been on probation for 15. And probation just blows. Yes, but you got to also think this was in, like, the 40s and 50s. I'm sure probation was not the same it is now. Oh, yeah. And he's already pretty confined to his house. Like... True. And he works for the carnival, so he probably could stay in that area. How the fuck do you shoot someone in the back with a shotgun who's a perfectly normal person with, like... Maybe we shouldn't say normal. But... We're gonna change it. Able? Able. Like, yeah, like, he could turn around and I meant, he could like, run away. I didn't mean just in the physical aspect. I meant, yes. like, mentally, like, all that stuff. But, like, how do you... So, basically, he just made all those people feel bad for him. Yeah. And we're like, oh, if I was him, I would want to shoot somebody, too. Yeah. What? Yeah, insane. I don't like this guy. So. Where's Frank? It gets better. During this time, his abuse towards his children ramped up. His grown-ass children that were still living with him. Because he was just, like, extra drunk and extra angry. And now he had also murdered a guy. So, he had a little bit more control. I thought that was you burping. <laughs> because you put your hand to your mouth. And that was, and I was like, what the fuck? But then, like, I saw you exhale and drop your hand and it was still going. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know if that was good or bad timing. Because I was real concerned. <laughs> so, Maria... With concern for her children, left her loving husband, Newman, and remarried Grady, hoping to curb his anger and protect her kids. Yeah. So, this seemed to work out for her for a little while, until he was just, like, back to being an angry asshole. And after a particularly rough argument, Maria confided in her teenage son, the one that hammered shit in his nose that something needs to be done about Grady and his temper. She gave him $1,500 to bring things to a beneficial conclusion. And that is a quote. Feeling protective of his mother and sharing the hatred that the entire carnival community felt for this man, Harry Jr. went to a fellow carnival worker, Chris Wyatt, and gave him the money to kill Grady. Immediately, as soon as he handed him the money, Chris grabbed a gun and walked right over that t- that man's house and shot him twice in the head while he watched TV. He died instantly. I like that guy. Yeah, cool guy. The entire Here's 1500 bucks. I need you to kill my stepdad. All right, cool. And it's like, oh damn, he just, you know. Yeah, he didn't even think that about it. That was a YOLO moment. Yeah, he was like. He was like, you only live once, you need this done, I got you. And $1,500 back then was like. Right. Probably, 
who knows what a like carnival person like he probably never had that much money well also just think about the fact that all those people fucking hated him yeah like anyway so it's like somebody coming up to you and being like hey this dude you hate like already hate i'm gonna give you money to kill him that's like a win-win yeah so the entire community knew what had happened and the police came quickly because it was like broad daylight. He just walked over there and... Uh, Chris Wyatt was charged with second-degree murder and sentenced to 27 years in prison. you got to be kidding me. Harry Glenn Newman Jr., the son, was charged with first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. And even... Mary Teresa Stiles, whose abuse and terror at the hands of Grady had been well-documented and witnessed, didn't receive any leniency from the jury and was charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and manslaughter with a firearm and sentenced to 12 years in prison. If they had just put that motherfucker in prison when he shot somebody in the back, none of this would have happened. And... I'm so sick of women that are in prison for killing somebody when it's, like, basically She didn't even kill somebody. I know, but, like, even being involved, like... Yeah. If you're, like, abused and beaten on and shit, and you take care of business, what did she say? Um, bring it you to You need to a, bring it to a beneficial con- conclusion. Yeah. Beneficial conclusion. Like, he could have killed somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I hate people. Yeah. Mm. But it's kind of... It's bittersweet. But obviously we're excited that he got shot. Is it bittersweet? Yeah, because they had to go to jail for killing him. But it was sweet that they killed him. Nah, one of them had to go to jail for the rest of their lives. Uh, Uh, Okay, so if you know anything about the criminal justice system, you know that usually life is not life. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Like, the one who actually did it got 27 years. Yeah. The wife got 12, and then the middleman got life. Yeah. None of that adds up. No. Fucking lobster, man. I think it's very interesting, and I couldn't find any information on, like, things that happen now. Because, you know, they go through, like, appeals and stuff like that. And so I'm interested to see (laughs) if... What? Appeals, shrimp, lobster, man. Sorry. Oh, my God. I don't know. So (laughs) they have, like, appeals, like a certain number of appeals you can do. So I'm not sure if... He got out maybe later by people that weren't assholes and, like, could listen to the Dude, story. he was doing society a favor. Yeah, he was. And he couldn't have been super mentally stable, honestly. He shot that man. Well. If he was like, yo, like, it's a great idea and all. Like, here's money. Go kill him. And then he, like, okay. And just, like, walks immediately over and shoots him in the middle of the day. And then, like, goes and buys some ice cream with his new money. Like. Homeboy was literally, like, sitting there watching TV, and he shot him twice in the head. Just, like, pop, pop. No more Grady Styles Jr. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not sure if... This is frustrating in so many senses. It really is. Poor mm. Donna, who, like, lost the love of her life. And poor Maria, who lost the love of her life, too. In Harry Juman's what uh, who lost the love of her life as well Harry and... Newman senior yeah yeah and left him she made that choice she made that choice to go back 
I'm wondering if that's why they got her on what they got. Because to me, if I was going to try to prosecute someone that murder for hired somebody else, I would look at like the fact that she went back and remarried him. So I'm wondering if that played against her on like mm. in the grand scheme of things, because that seems to me where outsider. was court TV when this was happening? Where was Nancy Grace? I want to watch the trial. I just think that that might have played against her a little bit, because to me, like third party looking in, I'm thinking that looks a little premeditated. Oh, Nancy Grace would have tore. Nancy Grace would have eaten her up, up dude. That Southern lady Bob. Just Dude, destroyed, like, all of them. Done. Everyone. Well, she originally, like, she would have never stood for, like, Grady shit in court. No. She would have been like, I don't care what's going on. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Nancy Grace. So, yeah, that's Grady Styles Jr. Man. We ended on sort of a high-ish note because he doesn't plague the world anymore, but. Yeah. He's still not a clueless Frank. Not everyone can be Frank. Frank. Solid individual. But so, that's, we captured the polar opposites. Yeah. They both had shit against him. It's what you, it's just choices One you make. One ran with it and was like a cool guy and had kids and it was his passion. And then the other guy was just like a miserable fuck who ruined a bunch of people's lives. All about the choices you make. And they had very similar things. They both were, like, physically healthy. They just had some stuff on the outside that was a little different. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. First episode. I, yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. And maybe I should, like, not, I don't know, part of why I chose Franklin Tini, because I was like, oh, he's so cute. This is heartwarming. Maybe I just need to just be a straight savage. Maybe that's what the people want. That's what I I don't know. Want. This is a good balance. One goody, one... Baddie. Baddie. He a baddie. Is he, though? He a daddy. He a daddy? I thought you said daddy. I was he, like, no. He both. He a daddy daddy. I don't think he was a daddy. Franklin Teeny sounded like a daddy. Oh, Franklin Teeny was a daddy. Zaddy. But this guy was technically somebody's, like, dad. Daddy. <laughs> Grady Styles Jr. was just someone's father. He uh, helped in the procreation Jr. of them. Was that guy your mom dates that you hate? Aww. Franklin Tini's that guy that like your mom friend zones. Into the last episode. This is it. Number one. Numero uno. Number one. How do we want to like sign off? <laughs> Thanks guns. everybody for listening. Finger guns. <laughs> Two finger guns. Poop, poop. Grady dead. <laughs> Grady out. <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this episode. Which you better have. Because I did. <laughs> We're going to be bringing you some more. Lots. Lots more. Lots more of this. Uh, episode two and three should also be coming out at the same time with this guy. Yes. I'm sitting here with jackets on my head. And <laughs> if the first episode was an eh for you. That's why we're releasing three. Stick with it. I'm like that with television shows. Sometimes I have to watch two or three episodes before and I then get in I'm there. there. But we're really cool and funny, so you should be hooked right now. You know what else we are? Humble. <laughs> yeah, we real humble. We Ble- real humble. Bless up. We humble. So 
if you didn't like this episode. I have a bra on my head. (laughs) (laughs) If you couldn't already tell, we record from a tiny closet. Tiny closet production. My tiny closet. Yes. And so there's clothes in here. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. You heard us talk about the axe earlier, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the axe. There's an axe. Um, <laughs> shoes. Uh, there's a Ouija board uh, <laughs> that my wife gave Liz Yeah. in the top of the closet, which is sketch. Um, We're going to be bringing you some really cool stuff, some really weird stuff. We're going to have a website up. I'm working on that currently. Yes. So at the time that this releases, hopefully that will be out. Silas is going to curate some photos for yes. the website. So everybody that we talked about today, everything-ish that we talked about today yeah. will be on the website along with our sources. So if you want to deep dive a little bit more than just listening to us. And we are all ears. Chat ourselves to death. If you like something uh, that's weird, unknown, strange, whatever, yeah. feel free to be like, hey guys, this is cool. Show Check ideas. It out. I like it. Like, especially I really love hometown stuff. If you're from a small town, stuff goes down. It's not hugely known. We'll bring it to light. Yeah. Because everyone's heard some of the same stuff over and over again, and we don't want to do that. So. We um, have an email. Yes. What is that email, Silas? Deepfriedunknown at gmail.com. Dot com. Com, 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 com. C-O-M. Not N-E-T. Not O-R-G. Com. <laughs> at Gmail. I swear we get in this closet and, like, maybe it's the lack of ventilation, drunk. but I, like, feel like something's happening. I told you I feel weird. Yeah. And we have, like, a whole other episode to do, so. All right. Anyway, I'm Silas Hacksaw. I'm Liz Higgins. And we are we out. gone like a freight train. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>